Fighters moved ceaselessly behind the splayed nasal bars of their conical helmets. There were discreet crossbowmen along the second-story galleries as well. After a moment, the woman seated in the other throne reached out and touched his arm. Arminger nodded. Sandra and he had played good cop, bad cop very effectively for years, and spoke. "'You may rise, Lord Manala, and approach the throne.' The three kneeling figures stood a man, a woman, and a boy about nine. The trumpeter beside the throne raised his long brass instrument and blew a simple tune, two rising and one falling note. The herald cried, "'The Lord Jabbar Jones, Baron Malala, the Lady Philippa, their son, Lord Chaka, you are bidden to approach the presence.' The knights before Arminger's throne stepped aside in perfect unison as the three approached, swinging like a door. Then they swung back and turned, which put them and their swords within three feet of the petitioners. Sandra's guardians remained facing outward, like iron statues with living, hungry eyes. Jabbar Jones, Baron Malala, was a big man, an inch or two over Arminger's six-one, and similarly broad-shouldered, though unlike his overlord, he'd added the beginnings of a paunch, despite being a little younger than the Lord Protector's mid-forties. His cannonball head was shaved and the color of eggplant, save for a few dusty white scars. He'd been a gang leader before the change. Lady Philippa was a Juno-esque redhead of a little over thirty, and came from the other major element among the Protector's original cadre of supporters, the SCA, these days known as the Society. The Society's notion of clothing, or garb, as they called it, had prevailed over the years, at least for the Portland Protective Association's upper classes, as had many of their notions. Filippo wore an elaborate wrapped and pinned headdress of white silk that surrounded her face and fell to the shoulders of her long blue gown. The dress was what they called a cotardi. Jeweled buttons ran up from the belt of gold-chain links to the lace at her throat and down the long sleeves. For men, garb had worked out to loose trousers, boots, linen shirt, belted thigh-length tea tunic, and flat hats with a roll of fabric around the edge and dangling cloth tails. The only exceptions in the room were servants clergy of the Orthodox Catholic Church in their long monastic robes, or colorful dalmatics, and some foreign guests. Arminger's clothes were the same, but in black silk, and he added silver plates to his sword belt, a gold chain around his neck that supported an idolon of the liveless eye on his chest, and a yellow headband to confine his shoulder-length brown hair. That was receding a little from his high forehead. The features below were harshly aquiline, lines graven from nose to mouth, and the eyes an amber hazel. Molala wore no sword belt. This was a political statement just now, as was his willingness to promptly obey the summons to court. Some would have thought raising the drawbridges in his barony more prudent, though that was a counsel of desperation. The way his wife's eyes occasionally darted to Sandra Arminger's face was probably political appraisal by Philippa, too, the women had been friends. She evidently didn't find the stony calm on the face of Arminger's consort very reassuring. The way the guardian knights stood within arm's reach behind them wasn't reassuring either. It wasn't meant to be. 
You may speak, Arminger growled to the man. My lord, I have petitioned to be allowed to explain my error before this. You're lucky I didn't let you come near me until now, Jabbar, he said. I was waiting until I could be sure I could control my temper. I'm not a forgiving man by nature. My confessor and His Holiness Leo tell me it's my greatest fault. A ripple of chuckles ran through the court, except for a few of the clerics. Arminger grinned inwardly, behind an impassive mask. Actually, I was wondering what Strongbow or the Conqueror would have done, he thought. The Norman Duchy and its offshoots from Ireland to Sicily and the Crusader Principalities had been his area of study back when he'd been a scholar before the change. Playing at nights had been his recreation, a way to live a little of the life those civilized Vikings knew.